Luke chapter 21, uh, verse 24, and I'm just a little bit about the times we live in and who we are. And uh, we heard some great stuff, of course, well, last night and over the camp about signs of the times. And uh, it's encouraging and it's reassuring because we know we're part of the plan and purpose of God and that Jesus is coming back and we're looking forward to that. Um, I'll just get in the right spot here, Luke 21, verse 24, and it says here, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword, uh, speaking about Israel there, they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be carried away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And, of course, the seven times punishment of Israel uh, was talked about in the book of Leviticus, chapter 26. And on the 9th of December, 1917, the British took Jerusalem uh, in World War I without a shot being fired uh, in fulfilment of that prophecy and that scripture that had been written in times of old where God said to Israel, if you disobey me, I'll punish you seven times for your sins, which is 2,520 years. And then on the day that uh, when we calculate it all out from the various scriptures that uh, the Lord's given us there in the Old Testament, on the 9th of December 1917, on the day in fulfilment of that prophecy, the British took Jerusalem without a shot being fired. Uh, and General Allenby walked into Jerusalem on the 11th of December and said, a greater force than I is at work. And uh, he wasn't the only one that knew and believed at the time that God had had a hand in those events. And uh, since, so, you know, an, an amazing uh, time in history and to look at this verse in its context, um, we perhaps uh, the best way is to just read on. Jerusalem uh, shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles or the non-Israel people be fulfilled. Uh, and verse 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So just another sign of the times here that Jerusalem was taken without a shot being fired, really signifying to the world and to anyone who uh, read their Bible or was uh, taking notice that we're in the last days. Jesus is coming back. And when you see these things uh, begin to come to pass, then it's a time for us as believers to look up to rejoice um, and to be focused on, uh, you know, our walk with the Lord, as we always need to be, of course. But uh, it talks about various things like, you know, encouraging one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. And praise the Lord, we see the day approaching. We know that the Lord's coming. We know our redemption draws nigh. And so, you know, we lift up our heads, we look up, uh, you know, in our thinking, so to speak, that, uh, you know, I know that the reward for my overcoming and my labour is uh, coming soon. Uh, since uh, Jerusalem was taken, of course, that was in the midst of World War One, the war to end all wars, 
if only. Um, well, we've had World War Two, and uh, I was just uh, thinking about these things the other day, and and uh, we heard lots of good stuff last night, so I won't dwell on this too much. But uh, just a headline from Reuters here: Finland joins NATO in historic shift. So Finland's made the move and thought, I think we need the protection from Russia of the North American. Uh, North Atlantic, sorry, treaty organisation. So we're joining NATO. And there's no doubt that they were sending a message to Russia by doing that to say, look, we're concerned about what you're doing with Ukraine and all that stuff. Uh, so anyway, Finland joins NATO in historic shift because Finland borders on Russia. Um, and Russia, the, the rest of the headline, Finland joins NATO in historic shift. I already said that, I know, but Russia threatens countermeasures whatever that might be, and I think we heard a bit of that last night. So no doubt as we see those scriptures there, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after the things which are coming on the earth, um, people are concerned, as we've already heard. Uh, there's probably some emotions like, stop the world, I want to get off. Um, and it sort of reminds me of a story, uh, sorry if you've heard it before, but... Um, my grandfather on my mother's side, my pop, uh, apparently at one stage he got a job or was have, had his own little business way back in the days when motorised vehicles were pretty new and he would teach farmers to uh, drive these vehicles. Um, and, of course, they were used to riding a horse, you know, horse and cart type of thing, and apparently he was sitting with this guy trying to teach him to drive and he's driving this old truck towards a creek bed. Uh, and um, as he got closer and closer to the creek bed and I, I assume the learner driver forgot that there was a thing called a brake and he was apparently pulling on the steering wheel and yelling, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and uh, perhaps that's how a lot of people feel. You know, they, that don't know the things that we do. I mean, even for us, we can look at what's happening in the world and think, wow, that's, that's terrible, isn't it? Um, and some things can, you know, perhaps make us a little apprehensive. But praise the Lord, we're encouraged. Jesus put these things here in the scriptures. Uh, he said them and, you know, they've been written down so that we can be encouraged. When you see these things come to pass, remember that it means Jesus Christ is coming back that our redemption draws nigh. We're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye and all that good stuff. And uh, so, you know, the Lord has given us answers. When I, I remember as a youngster, the Cold War was in full swing and uh, I just would shake my head now and again when I saw the news or whatever and think, what are the, what are the Soviet Union and America trying to do here? Um, and no doubt there's plenty of people out there that they need the answers that we know now. And we've been wonderfully encouraged about all of that through the camp. But um, just to uh, a couple of other things uh, here. Distress of nations with perplexity means no way out. And so, again, I suppose people can feel rather like the guy driving the truck towards the creek bed, people out there in the world, um, you know, we're just heading to the creek bed <laughs> downhill. It's not great. But uh, praise the Lord, we have the answers 
uh, in the gospel and were able to tell people about it. Second Peter chapter three and verse eleven. And just some thoughts here about who we are now in the Lord and the privilege that we, you know, the Lord's mighty to save and he's lifted us up out of the deep miry clays, called us his own. Um, he's made us his and, and uh, we know who we are now. We know where we're going and we just want to take as many people as possible with us. And, of course, we're just the messengers. messengers. We can enjoy talking to people about the Lord and the good things that we've heard um, at a camp like this. I mean, perhaps when we get back to work in our various places, um, people are going to say, what did you do on the weekend? And how privileged are we that uh, we can say, well, I heard about a lady who got healed of dyslexia. And those things tend to, those testimonies really tend to get people's attention, don't they? Because they don't hear those things certainly not on the news and even in largely in the churches that people attend. They don't hear these things, but it's just good news, isn't it, that tells people that God's real, Jesus is alive, and that there's hope, that the miracles still happen. And uh, so perhaps as we go back to our various places, we might even be able to flip the script a bit and say to people that we meet, what did you do on the weekend? And then we'll hear them out for a few minutes and then chances are they'll say to us, what did you do on the weekend? And we get our chance to talk about. And, and you know, for us, it's really extending out the joy of the camp in, in some ways, isn't it? That, uh, you know, we just keep talking about the good things that we've been encouraged in over this weekend. Second Peter chapter 3 here and, uh, and verse 11. Seeing that all, Second Peter 3 verse 11, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall uh, melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise, nevertheless, we according to the promise of God who can't lie, Look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for uh, such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace uh, without spot and blameless. And I just want to pick a few things out here because, again, we've heard plenty of stuff already over the weekend. Um, but praise the Lord that... Uh, We've got a promise from God, a new heaven and a new earth wherein uh, dwells righteousness. And he's made us holy. Uh, and, of course, the word means uh, various different places it's used in the Bible, uh, separate from the world. Uh, we know that we've been changed. We've been forgiven. Uh, we're now his children. He's separated us out unto himself and he's put us in a place of safety, the church, the truth, and we're just encouraged to hold on to these things, to defend these things. In Proverbs chapter 4, it talks about keep your heart um, for out of it are the issues of life. And uh, the word there means like a castle keep. So, uh, you know, we, 
It makes me think about surrounding ourselves with the things of the Lord, with the truth, the things that we've learned, um, you know, building up our faith so that it becomes, uh, you know, we, our faith is fortified and it's our faith, as we just heard about the joy of the Lord is your strength, that the things that we draw on from the Lord become that fortress uh, that keep us against the storms of life, the things that are going on around about, well, we're in this refuge, this safety, this knowledge that Jesus Christ is coming back for us. We're a privileged people. And one reference that I read about this idea of being made holy, the word that was used was fenced. And it made me think about in times of old, the shepherds at night, they would bring their sheep that they devoted their life to looking after. Um, that was their vocation. They would bring the sheep into a, a fenced enclosure that didn't have a gate, it just had an opening. The sheep would be safe in the enclosure from the wolf and whatever might come to try and take them and the shepherd would lay across the gateway to uh, basically say to the wolf or whoever, if you want to uh, get to my sheep, you're going to have to come through me. And the shepherd effectively laid down his life to protect the sheep. And, of course, we know that is who the Lord is to us. He laid down his life to bring us into safety, a place of refuge, a place of hope, a place where we know that Jesus Christ is with us to answer our prayers, to heal our uh, sicknesses, to comfort us in our troubles and to just keep us till the day when he comes to take us home. You know, we found answers in the gospel. We know that, of course. I'm preaching to the converted here. But just in closing, praise the Lord that uh, we're in the position that we are and that the Lord's uh, always watching over us and that we can take this good news uh, to the people of the world and uh, we can tell them that there's a hope for them. You know, in a, a troubled world, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, it's a representation of, of just the, the turmoil that the, word is, the world uh, is in. But we found a refuge, a place of quiet rest and safety in the Lord. And uh, we can just enjoy as we go back to our various places telling people about, uh, you know, that there's hope for them. And I heard uh, a wise brother say once that if we can just, you know, another thought is if we just say to people, give me five minutes, I've got a story to tell you. Because what a story we have to tell of how the Lord's transformed us and uh, given us hope and life in this world. Praise the Lord. We'll leave it there. 